Let's talk about our democracy for a minute. <laughs> but let's do it in a way that makes the snowflakes' heads explode. Let me be clear before this podcast begins. We are loud, loud proud, proud, and do not give a fuck. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast. Real and raw political and social commentary. The freedom to oppress the rights of other people is not liberty, you shit-eating moron. Ah, the smell of freedom of speech. This is the Tony Michaels Podcast, and this is Tony Michaels. Hey, Tony, fuck them. Charlie Kirk does not want to be called a fascist. Maybe stop being a goddamn fascist and you won't be called a fascist, Charlie Kirk. Oh, this small face having son of a bitch. I don't, I have no idea exactly how we're going to get through today without um, mentioning that Charlie Kirk uh, had a Turning Points USA event, a student event down in Florida and there were Nazis outside. There were there were actual Nazis, like the actual thing. They were carrying flags, had the uniforms on. They were proud to be Nazis, Charlie. That's why we get to call you a fascist. That's why. Not, not because we like the word fascist. Really, honestly, I wish there weren't fascists in this country. It would be a much easier, much easier time if we didn't have fascists like you running around trying to take people's rights away from them you fucking bigot you're racist you're a bigot you're you're a fucking fascist you're a nazi charlie kirk is a nazi so he gets really butthurt that joe biden called them semi-fascist like come on man semi-fascist give me a fucking break semi-fascist that's what you're upset about charlie come on man Get with the game here. You're not upset because someone called you a semi-fascist. You're upset that someone called you a fascist and it's the truth. And people are on to you. That's what you're pissed off about. That Nazis are showing up at your events because they love you. They love you, Charlie. The Nazis love you, Charlie. They love you. But it is really something else to watch Charlie Kirk be mad about words. Be mad about being called names as if he's never called a liberal or a Democrat, a socialist and a communist, a baby killer, baby murderer. Come on, Charlie. Come on. Quit being such a pussy. Stop being such a fucking wimp. Stop. Just get on with it. If you really want to, you know, select your fearer, which is Donald Trump. And continue this fascist state. Or maybe it's Ron DeSantis. I don't know. I don't know if you've moved on from Trump or not. Um, Now that it looks like Trump is uh, inevitably going to get indicted. I mean, I don't know if you've been watching Fraud Social over there. Holy actual fuck. Grandpa has got to be running out of diapers. I mean, it is just over there on Fraud Social. There, he is just losing his fucking mind. And really, you know, some people would say a guy like that has lost his marbles. I actually don't think he lost his marbles. 
I think the marbles packed their shit and they fucking left. Like, this guy's nuts. I can't handle this, Fred. I can't do this anymore. Pack your shit. Let's get the hell out of here. The marbles are gone. They fucking left. They didn't, they, they didn't want anything to do with this guy. That's how crazy it is over there at Fraud Social. And Grandpa Poopy pants his cell phone. He has lost his mind. He's he's retruthing all kinds of crazy ass shit, of course. QAnoners, neo-Nazis. Of course, this is where we're going with this. Uh, he's spreading lies about an FBI agent or some shit. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. He he's posted it a few times. Something about an FBI agent getting fired. There's and and I don't I don't know if he read this on a QAnon post board or somewhere on like 8chan or 4chan or some shit. I don't know. But this guy has lost his goddamn mind. We find out last night also that he's been spreading rumors about intel that he has on presidents and other countries. This is why it is going to be so important for the Department of Justice to act here. It is super important for the Department of Justice to act. And I, I believe that's like he's forcing them to. Like, it would be a situation if he would have cooperate, actually cooperated, not like Trump-type cooperation, where he say he's doing something and he's doing the opposite. But if he actually would have cooperated in getting these documents back, uh, his team would have worked and focused on making sure to follow laws and get these documents back where they belong to the government. Then he wouldn't have had such a problem here. But he's created a lot of problems on his own, which Donald Trump does. But honestly... This is of his prosecution here for these top secret documents and how he's mishandled them and possibly breaking the Espionage Act, the Presidential Records Act, um, maybe even treason. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what he's sold or what he's traded. I have no idea at this point. He's obviously willing to brag about the shit that he has in these boxes that are supposed to be classified top secret. And maybe that's the other reason why Cash Patel, his little lapdog, is continuing to say, no, he has the unilateral authority to declassify these documents, which is not fucking true. I mean, a president of the United States, an actual sitting president, the person who holds the office, has the power to declassify stuff. That is true. But you don't just wave your hands and, you know, take a bite of your fucking Big Mac and, I don't know, declare Diet Coke the king and make these documents declassified. That's not how it fucking works. And it definitely doesn't work after you've stole them and taken them to your golf course and stuffed them in your wife's underwear drawer and then declassify them then. That's not something that happens. The other thing, too, is this NDI information. It doesn't matter the classification. The NDI information, you can't you can't compromise that information. That's that's national defense information. And that that goes into also breaking laws. So. The guy is freaking out, absolutely freaking the fuck out on fraud social. He can't stop himself but to crime. This morning, more January 6th news breaks in where John Eastman is not going to get his fucking cell phone back. The federal courts have said, no, you're not going to get your fucking cell phone back. So now he not only has criminal liability that he has to worry about with the select committee and DOJ turning up stuff for the January 6th insurrection where he tried to overthrow our vote. Speaking of that, in Georgia, the same goddamn thing. The state of Georgia is investigating his ass for trying to overturn an election and commit and com commit election tampering. 
But now the guy just can't help himself but to put himself in a position where he forces the Department of Justice, forces them to prosecute him on these top secret documents. Because I think that's exactly what the Department of Justice has done. NARA didn't want this. I, I actually believe that no one actually wanted to go down this road with these documents, with this fool. Like, they would much rather have this out in a court about January 6th, about overturning elections, about that kind of stuff. They would they would much rather have that fight. But he is forcing them to have this prosecution and this fight in courts about these documents and the crimes that he's committed after he was president, which is also very important here. I think a lot of people are missing that. But this guy did this shit after he was president. This isn't while he's president. This is after he's the president of the United States. It really is something else to see. And we have really reached a point in our history that we've never seen and we'll probably never see again. Where a president of the United States is an absolute criminal. He absolutely stole these documents from the United States government, us, they're our documents. And he was going to use them for nefarious reasons. And you, you can't believe anything else but that because it is fucking Trump. And he's bragging about how he's got information about Macron's sex life to people at the golf course. I don't know if he's saying it into the microphone when he's crashing these weddings or what, but this fucking guy is just off the chain, off the chain. And really, honestly, I know the Department of Justice is trying to wait. You know, they're watching their their clock to see how long it's going to take to get this election over with. But man, this thing is getting really fucking, really fucking crazy. Really crazy, really quick. Now, we have Joe Biden, the president of the United States. He's going to give a uh, some kind of statement or, or, or speech or something um, on the state of, of our union and giving the uh, rundown of why, why our rights and liberty are at risk if you don't pay attention. Uh, apparently, that is going to be Thursday, I believe, Thursday in primetime. I think we're going to actually stream that live. Uh, we'll probably stream it on the Midas Touch Network. So be paying attention to... Uh, the links, the Midas Touch Network um, over on the Midas Touch Network's YouTube channel, because I think we're going to be streaming that that speech or that event or uh, whatever, whatever it ends up being. We'll take a look at that this morning and figure out what that is. We have Texas Paul with us today. Texas Paul is going to come in. You know, it's Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday and it's Texas Paul Tuesday. Texas Paul has some Beto news that he'd like to uh, uh, have a discussion about. And I'm sure we're going to talk about um, Charlie Kirk being butthurt about the word fascist. <laughs> Joe Biden called us a fascist. <laughs> Poor Charlie Kirk. Fuck him. Uh, <laughs> fuck Charlie Kirk. Now, here's the other thing is there's a lot of video to get to today. And I, I think we'll review some of it with Texas Paul. And then we'll do the shit list roundup in the second hour. So here's how it's going to work. We're going to go for another eh, 15 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes. I'm going to yell and scream into the microphone. Then we're going to bring Texas Paul in at the bottom of the hour. And at the top of the hour, we'll go to the shit list or roundup. Now, welcome to all the new listeners here on the Tony Michaels podcast. You know, we broadcast every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. So do not forget to hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. You're not going to want to miss a thing. Not going to miss a thing. Also, go follow us on Twitter at Tony Michaels Pod, where you can vote this week for Bonehead of the Week. We do Bonehead of the Week every single Friday. Big news. 
We are going to be airing Bonehead of the Week on Friday, Friday evening on the Midas Touch Network. So please go over there and follow the Midas Touch Network. You'll see Bonehead of the Week. So we'll do it live. We do it live during the Tony Michaels podcast in the second hour on Friday where you vote. You decide who is the Bonehead of the Week. And then we air, re-air the Bonehead of the Week on the Midas Touch Network every single Friday night. You can also download every single episode on Apple, Spotify, and Google. While you're there downloading every single episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a great review on the directory of your choice because we're on all those directories. I think all of them. I don't know how many there are. There's probably a ton of them. There's got to be just a shitload of them. Just a shitload of them. We've got a ton of news today, and it's rolling in, and there's a lot of trending topics um, that we want to talk about. Of course, I want to go through this Charlie Kirk video where he's crying about uh, about Joe Biden calling him a semi-fascist, which, again, I think Joe Biden's being very nice to him. The other thing, too, is there's a lot of Joe Rogan video out there. Joe Rogan apparently had a uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers on his show. Oh, my God. These two idiots talking about politics. Oh, my God. Well, how, how could we not pay attention to that? How could anyone not want to listen to Aaron Rodgers and Joe Rogan hear what commentary they have on politics. Those two dumb motherfuckers. Oh my God, I'm sure it's just it's just riveting. Of course, they say some really stupid shit, some false information, misinformation, because they're dumb fucks. So we're going to run through that. Um, also, uh, Ronnie Jackson is trending this morning. I'm not real, real sure why. It's probably because he's a traitor. Uh, they're having another CPAC, maybe, because it's trending. And Coulter is trending, which we'll probably run through why that is. Um. But we're going to get to uh, Texas, Paul, here in just a minute. Here in just a minute. Everyone uh, stick around. We'll bring Texas, Paul, in right after this break. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. What the fuck is wrong with you people? It's a rhetorical question at best. We'll be right back on the Tony Michaels Podcast. Fellow patriots, what would you do if there was a Trump supporter right in front of you, crying in pain because they have to live under communist tyranny? We know what you would do. You'd reach out and give that true American a hand. Now, here's your chance. For only $50 a day, you can help us help those true Americans recover from Biden's socialist reign of terror. These are those Trump supporters, and this is that moment. Send your donation via Venmo to the real president, Donald J. Trump. It's only $50 a day, recurring. And it means you'll get these Trump supporters the critical help they so desperately need to survive under this false regime. Please donate now, because those Trump supporters you just saw can't wait another moment. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. We're back to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome, welcome back to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome to all the new listeners out there. We broadcast every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Simulcast from the Midas Touch Facebook page. The Midas Touch Facebook page. We have one of the Midas Mighty favorites here today with us, Texas Paul. 
with his reacts. He's, he's, he sent me something this morning, um, a, a, a tweet from Beto O'Rourke. You know, Texas Paul's in Texas, and he's down there trying to help out Beto. Well, he's trying to help all around the country. He's been putting out videos, giving you an idea of exactly what you can do to engage in your democracy. Because, you know, here at the Tony Michaels podcast, we lean into democracy. We do not shy away from it. We will politicize every single goddamn issue if we have to, to save our democracy. I am not scared of that. I am not scared of what they call me. Like Charlie Kirk is scared to be called a fascist. Oh, poor guy. Poor feller. Oh, man. He's so weak. But we have someone who is not weak, who is who is just like me, who loves, who loves to lean into democracy. Texas Paul, welcome on Tuesday, Texas Paul. How are you? I'm wonderful, man. You got to forgive me. I sound a little bit like a bullfrog today. Had a little bit of a uh, uh, COVID rebound, but I'm doing good. Oh, I'm doing is good. That, is that from the um, the the uh, the drug? The same thing that Biden had? Is that is that is that what that is? Just like the the second it, wave of it, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, apparently this BA5 is pretty big on doing rebounds whether you use the Paxlovid or not. You you're you get over it and then it's like your immune system has Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> see. So start out. <laughs> I see. So so it gives you just an extra kick in the ass a few days later. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. I exactly. got you. I got you. Well, you sent me a, a tweet this morning about uh Beto and what's going on down there? And he he's really he's really hammering through the state. And I I, I heard that uh, he had he had gotten sick, and everyone was lying about. Oh, he's suspended his campaign, and he's quitting, and he's uh, dying, or some shit. I don't know some shit. Of course, they're gonna lie oh, yeah, about that, that, everything. That that went through the right wing blogosphere right. like crazy immediately. The guy got a bacterial infection. I mean, you can't do that many public appearances without getting sick. I mean, he got COVID a few months back. And I mean, the guy literally, if you've never been to one of these town halls, it's amazing the amount of time that he puts into these things. He will literally, if the entire town hall stands up and says, I want a picture, he will He'll stay for the whole thing. And he puts his arm around him. He shakes their hands and you, you just can't come into contact with tens of thousands of people and not catch a bug every once in a while. And that's what happened here. He got a bacterial infection. And, uh, you know, he's been burning the candle at both ends. So he got a little, got a little sick. He went to the hospital. They gave him, uh, an IV. Um, he went home to rest for a few days and then the right wing blogosphere, <laughs> apparently like he, was he dying. was dying <laughs> and his campaign was suspended and yeah, everything. No, but... the campaign's running, running full bore. He, he just had, he just had to take a break for a back few on days. The road. Well, you know, yeah. even even with him being sick, he's still kicking Greg Abbott's ass down there. I mean, that's <laughs> that's is. the craziest part. You know, he, he he's he's running sick, running sick, but he he can kick Greg's, Greg Abbott's ass um every which way loose here. And and I think I think that's the the thing that Beto has done so well, and I think it's a model for all Democrats everywhere. Now, let me pull this uh tweet up that you sent here. Let me see if I can find it. You sent it to me this morning. And he was trying to point out exactly what was going on in the state of Texas. Uh, I think that's what he's saying, right? Is he saying, hey, we, we can fix this stuff. Now, it's not hard to fix Texas here. Um, I, I think that's what he's saying. He says, uh, uh, he tweets, Texas is number, number one in uninsured kids, which is horrible. Number one in uninsured residents, which is horrible. Number one in rural hospital closures, which is horrible. And we're talking about this is just health. This is just on health. This list is just healthcare. 
This isn't other other problems that like the power grid and stuff that he's wanting to fix. This is just healthcare. They're number fifty yeah. in access to uh, prenatal and uh, mater- maternal care. Number fifty across uh, in, in access to mental health care, and he's really been hitting the mental health care thing a lot because we have mental health care problems in this country, and we've seen it now with uh, some of these you know crazy kooks um, just absolutely barraging the internet with crazy QAnon conspiracy theories. I mean, we need mental health care in this country, not just in the state of Texas, but everywhere fast. I mean, it is really uh, affecting people. And this right wing media has taken advantage of these people who who definitely have some um, problems that need to be helped with mental health care. They really need some mental health care. I mean, it is crucial that we get this to these people. But I mean, and he really talks about that because I think a lot of people are concerned about mental health care coming out of the pandemic. I think a lot of people realize how important mental health care is. Um, But he says at the bottom here, we're going to expand Medicaid, bring $10 billion a year back to Texas and help more people get the care they need. So here he is again. And I've, I've said this before. He has, when he's talking, when he does his speeches or when he's, when he's tweeting, um, Beto has a way of talking about community and it's all about Texas. And I think that's the thing that Texas really appreciates about him here. Other than his opponent, Greg Abbott, who can't focus on anything, but, uh, getting money from the NRA and telling women what the hell they can and can't do with their bodies. Yeah. I, you know, I have to tell you, that's one of the things I absolutely love about Beto is that he's actually a genuine individual and he approaches things, you know, a lot of politicians are straight up sociopaths. They are. I mean, it it takes this stuff hits you and it sticks with you. You know that we cover a lot of heavy stuff, man, and we're real people and it can really get you down. You know, I mean, it can, it it can weigh on you after a while. And, and a lot of, it doesn't bother these people like Marco Rubio or Marjorie Taylor green or Lauren Boebert because they're freaking sociopaths that don't, nothing sticks to them. But, you know, Beto really gives a shit. So when, you know, like we talked about, I think it was last week or week before we were talking about that bullshit application that Abbott sent in that he knew was going to fail for Medicare. And that hit Beto O'Rourke right in the heart because, I mean, look at these statistics. I mean, everybody thinks Texas is rich because we have oil. We are not. We are not. The income disparity is huge in Texas. And these statistics are just horrifying. 50th in access to prenatal and maternal care. That's horrible. Yeah. Well, and not only that, not only that, they're limiting it just through laws for people to make their own choices in that, in that access that they do, that limited access that they do have, which is kind of pathetic, but you know, and in that condition and in that state that we're in now, we take our tax money and send it to the federal government. And we are, we're a net contributor. We're not one of the red States that is, you know, uh, uh, the, the wealth, I call them the welfare red states. They're, they're governors that run their budgets off of the federal government because they don't take in enough taxes to pay their own bills, let alone chip in to help out. We're actually a net contributor. So instead of taking the matching funds for Medicare back here where we desperately need it, that's what I was trying to point out when we were having that discussion is how desperately needed we, we needed that Medicare and how cruel it was for Abbott to do that. I mean, 
Well, but, we this is the, so but this is the M.O. Of, of the Republican Party. I mean, for, for, for years and years and years after the ACA, which most people know it as Obamacare, but the Affordable Care Act was was enacted. Um, the, the, the mechanism to deliver states the money for the ACA uh, for Medicaid and Medicare, but me- mostly Medicaid relief um, inside those packages for the ACA was that the states had to adopt those measures. And a lot of Republican legislators said, no, we don't want your money. So basically they were taking, they were taking money from the state, giving it to the federal government. And the federal government said, Hey, we will give you this money back plus some for your Medicaid, for your citizens, for your healthcare, mental health care, prenatal. I mean, you name it because it was Medicaid funding, some Medicare, but mostly Medicaid state funding for folks who can't afford healthcare. And the, and the Republicans in those states said, ah, fuck you. We don't want your money. Our people don't want your money. And we definitely don't want to give the, the people the money that they deserve through this legislation. And really, honestly, a lot of voters went along with it because they called it Obamacare. They demonized it. Um, I mean, hell, they even they even got them to vote for Donald Trump to actually cut the goddamn thing, which is crazy to watch this on this list about the rural hospitals because they're number one in rural hospital closures, because the ACA, one of the one of the things that it did so well in the states that actually adopted the Medicaid expansion, because in rural areas, I don't know if folks know this, but white people in rural areas use more Medicaid dollars than any other demographic in this country. And and the reason why is because they they have such scarce area. There's not a lot of factories in those parts of the country anymore. There's not a lot of jobs. It's poverty stricken, and they rely on rural hospitals to get funding from the government to keep it open, so that people in those areas have access to health care. So they voted against their entire interest. Where the ACA that was the ACA did a lot of things bad. You know, it didn't do it well, right? But one thing that the ACA did really well where the states expanded their Medicaid is they were able to keep a lot of their rural hospitals open. It was states like Texas, Missouri, some other states that really that really, uh, you know, went the opposite direction of Medicaid expansion where these rural hospitals were closed. And it affects those citizens in those states. But I think they're waking up to it, Texas. But I think people are finally seeing that, hey, there are people out here who give a shit about us like Beto who want to talk about this stuff where Greg Abbott wants to talk about. How how great it is that you got guns. I mean, yeah. When you when your kids got a hundred and two fever at two o'clock in the morning, that that AR fifteen is not going to do shit for you. You're going to have to, you know. It, this hit me personally. We had a hospital fifteen minutes up the road mm-hmm. in a little town called Gilmer. It shut down. It's gone. It's gone now. Now, if someone in that area in my area has an emergency it's 30 minutes to the closest hospital and then if you want to go to a real level 1 trauma center if you've got a real problem i mean you know i mean you're talking about there are some bad car wrecks out in rural texas because it's not well lit and the, and and a lot of dwis and stuff out here i mean you get some bad car accidents man you are 45 minutes away from the first level 1 trauma center and that's a recipe for death right there. Because if you need a level one trauma center, you have, you need it now. You know, you don't right. need it 45 minutes from now. 
It's yeah, just, but, it's but Texas warm. Paul, but Texas Paul, there's woke people out there trying to get these hospitals. It's wokeism, right? It's the mother wokers out there. I mean, this is really why it is so easy. And I don't I I think I think Democrats are doing a better, better job every single day, really every single minute of getting people in this country to realize that when these people are standing around talking about wokeism and woke shit and all this and, and worrying about people's genitalia and who, who they love and what books you're going to read, not going to read, people are going, wait a second. Like, we're worried about damn hospital closing. I'm worried about not being able to get access to my health care. I want to make sure the school has enough goddamn money to operate to make sure that it's safe from the governor that letting 18 year olds go use a credit card to buy up weapons to murder 19 children like these things these things actually affect these people and if we just and i know it i know it sounds you know everyone thinks it's gross but i say it here i don't care we have to politicize these issues we have to lean into democracy and i really think beto o'rourke and well and even john fetterman is doing a great job in pennsylvania of of this brand of leaning into democracy, leaning into it, not leaning away from it, not running from the the woke and all that crap, um, just completely leaning into it. I mean, really, honestly, Paul, if you think it's do you think it's woke? And I don't know really what it, what they're talking about anymore. But do you think it's woke to want a hospital in your rural area? Do you think that's woke? I don't know. <laughs> absolutely, I do. <laughs> absolutely, I do. Because I happen to know what the definition of woke is, and yeah, I'm completely aware. We really need right. You know, it, it, our hospital wasn't. It was like a, if I remember correctly, it was a level four center. It wasn't. It right. wasn't. It was not for severe, horrible. You know, okay, we got somebody coming in with a missing arm. That's not what they did there. But you know. If you had, if you needed stitches or you had a broken arm or you had a sick kid with a fever or something like that, it was right there. And it really helped these trauma centers that were dealing with these horrible issues. Well, now they're dealing with all of them. And Beto is just, I'm so proud of him. I am so proud of him. He has just been textbook in exactly what you're talking about. He takes these people that come in to, to heckle him and cause problems yeah. at his rallies. And he says, okay, tell me what you think. He doesn't just mm-hmm. let them sit there and, 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 and be right. jerks about it. Talk, you know? talk to he, me. Talk tell, to me. Tell me right. what you think. And then I'll tell you where I'm at. And they're like, oh, wow. Okay. Right. Why? You're <laughs> one, like of, one of the guy. Right. One of the greatest <laughs> videos is there was, there was a, a Trump supporter. She shows up at the rally. She has a manga hat on. And and I believe she's asking him. I don't remember exactly what issue, but he talked to her in the crowd. In the and he's not even all in rallies. They're like community halls, right? Like it's not even like this big, huge arena that he's just that he's just putting on a comedy show, like like Trump does, right? He's actually going and talking to people. In, and and of course these pe- these places are crowded and the overflows are full because they're really small. And that's the intention because he wants to talk to people. But this one where she's wearing a manga hat and by the end, she comes up to him to take a picture and he signs, he signs the bill of her, of her manga hat, which is, and then she puts it on, which is incredible, which is, it it just, it just goes to show. And I, I've tried to say this for, for as long as we've been on the air, which uh, we're at episode 200 and 216 or something like that. I've been trying to say it over and over and over again, that look, it's not about really what you say. It's how you say it. 
And, and, and a lot of times, if you're saying something the way that people want to hear it, that is important because then you can deliver the message that people need to hear as opposed to this QAnon garbage and yeah. all this nonsense about, about, oh, we're butthurt because people are calling us fascists because we are. I want to bring in uh, uh, our, our, our executive producer and co-host, Gabe Sanchez. Gabe, how are you this morning? Uh, not butthurt. Not butthurt from being called a fascist? <laughs> Oh, come on. Come uh, on. Yeah, I mean, well, no, I think yeah, you're right. You got to call them out every single day. Every every type of bolt don't do not give them an inch because they will take a mile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and and that's that's what we try to do here 2 hours every single day is to is to call them out, call out their bullshit, politicize every single issue if we can and mm-hmm. give you the ammo that you need to go out and and talk about this stuff. Because Beto O'Rourke is actually going to set policy. So he has to go out and he has to actually communicate to the communities about the community policy that he wants to set if they were to elect him. Right. But here on this show, we've got to do it on a national spectrum. We've got to we've got to do these things. And to watch. Oh, my God. To watch Charlie Kirk cry on Fox News, Texas, Paul, to watch him cry on Fox News. When when Joe Biden didn't even call him a Nazi because that's what I would call Charlie Kirk to his face if I was yeah. as I if I was within spitting distance of Charlie Kirk I totally would call him a Nazi but Joe Biden calls uh, MAGA Republicans semi fascist and he's just he's offended he's a completely offended it was it's it's a sight to see I'm going to show it here but what's your thoughts on these people now being butthurt about being called names i guess because they're 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 weak well you know i want to expand on what gabe just said right there he just nailed it you know we we have for so long this 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 was the problem and this is what i talk to my people about all the time that that watch my videos and follow my shows is that for the longest time we when they go low we go high and that's bullshit that is bullshit we have to we have to slug it out we allowed ourselves to say okay we'll run on our ideas and we allowed the other side to have this culture war and we didn't want to get down into it well we have to and like you say every day we have to politicize it every day we have to swing at these people we have to call them what they are don't be polite about it and say well they're definitely some republicans we can work with no no you're you're fucking fascist that's what you are you're fucking fascist and the ones that aren't calling fat the fascists out well you're 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 fascist also because you're allowing it to happen you know and if charlie kirk wants to be butthurt about this and have a tantrum bring it you want to throw rocks when you live in a glass house come on man this is a conversation i want to have well, I, th- I think you're right. I think Charlie um, and, and Gabe, <laughs> I know you have some feelings on this, but I think Charlie here, um, he he really did not do himself a favor by whining and crying. Let, let's take a look at this um, um, on Fox News. I'm not sure which Trader TV show this is. It looks like someone's filling in for Laura Ingraham, the the uh, the the, uh, the the born and raised Nazi, apparently. Mm-hmm. But uh, of course, they have the ghoul Stephen Miller on here. On this on this panel to to defend that they're not fascist. Here's Stephen Miller is he's the one designed. Him and Charlie Kirk are designed to defend that they're not fascist. Who is this guy in the middle? Does anyone know who this guy is that uh, that is frightened? Yeah, you talking about Kirk? I think no, it's no. Kirk. 
Yeah, yeah. There's not, uh, no, 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 I no, have no idea. The, guy, uh, the uh, guy in the middle here, he looks yeah, frightened that, he, that he's in between uh, two fascists and he's about to try to uh, justify a way that he's not a fascist. Yeah. But Charlie I'm blanking, Kirk, I'm blanking on his name, but he is a right wing. Of course uh, he is. Yeah, he goes he's in. He's a fascist. He, yeah, I mean, he he does he does go after people for the and if, and if kind of vile things. But yeah, he looks paranoid for sure. Isn't it kind of funny how they're like, you know what? We're gonna get we're gonna get people to come on here and defend our our, our be back against the word fascist. Who should we have on? Well, who's the most fascist we can find? They're like, oh, well, let's bring those people on. Here is um here is human plate face uh Charlie Kirk um talking about how he's really upset. And you know what? I'm rubber, you're glue, nanana boo boo sticks to you. Let's listen. We have to remain peaceful on our side, but I do think. That if they're going to escalate the language, then game on. Like, okay, Uh if you're going to call us a bunch of fascists, we're not going to take that anymore. You're the fascist, Joe Biden. And there's other words we could use as well. We're not going to be like, well, oh, he would use the word Nazi. Oh, my God. Is that what he's saying? Because that's what he's saying, right? Yeah, I think well, I think what he's describing is, you know, self-fulfilling prophecy, right? He's like, if you call us this, then we will we will double down on the thing that you you claim that we are. We will be the bad guys. It's like one of those people. It's like the when somebody gets called out and like, oh, that's what you guys want us to be. Then we'll just do it. We'll just do it. Right. And they'll use that as an excuse to be like, well, you guys want us to do it. It's like, no, you wanted to do it. We called you out and you said, well, the cat's out of the bag now. And that's what's happening here. So he's like, oh, we could call him very bad words, much worse than fascist. We could do this. We could do that. It's like, yeah, we know because you guys are these things. You they guys already do want to do them. You're just looking for an excuse to make it okay and acceptable. Um, oh, and the guy in the middle is uh, is Kurt Schlinkter. Oh, he's a he's a Schwinkter? Kurt yeah. Schwinkter? Kurt okay. Schwinkter. He's a well, he's a total you. he's a total dick bag. He uh, <laughs> he goes and he attacks people. He's right wing. He's yeah, he irrelevant like a, in many ways. He looks like a bag of dicks. I'm just saying. Look at him. He's yeah. he's really he's not like. I mean, that's a great that's a great snapshot that you have right there that you have stopped at right. the. With this, with this, I have now Texas Paul. What's funny about this uh, little tantrum that uh, Charlie's having here is that uh, there was an event called CPAC down in your state, uh, just just I think it was under a month ago, and they actually yeah, had up on the screen it said, We are all domestic terrorists. Like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? And you're butt hurt that 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 Joe Biden's calling you a semi-fascist <laughs> when you're self-proclaiming that you people are domestic terrorists? Give me a fucking break. Yeah, that was hilarious. I mean, you've got to have a picture of that banner if you're going to bring that up. That was just, this was not faked, folks. I mean, they really, across the main banner above their stage was, we are domestic terrorists. Well, they not were only so that, proud they, of what they, they said they did it out January loud. 6th. They said it out loud, too. Constantly. During the entire CPAC, they constantly leaned into the fact that, yeah, we're domestic terrorists. We we were there on on January 6th. Um, I, I guess it's not BLM and Antifa anymore. I guess they're proud of it now. But yeah. well, <laughs> that was I mean, hilarious. It, Talk about the 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 biggest self own of the century. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let, let me. Right. I mean, it's you know, it's nonstop every day, whether it's the, you know, the the Trump Mar-a-Lago search from the FBI and then making all these excuses and continuously getting owned. It's them admitting that they're domestic terrorists, you know, or it's them, you know, like Charlie Kirk admitting that they're fascist or or at least 
admitting by accepting the role that they've been assigned by society. And it's like, no one, no one assigned this role to you. You actively chose right. to be this shit human being. And we're just shedding light on it. Well, I also want to point out that at Charlie Kirk's little turning point USA student thing, where he invited the, the, the uh, accused pedophile, Matt Gatz mm-hmm. to come and, and frolic with the students. There were, there were actual Nazis outside like with flags in support of Charlie and his organization. They weren't there to protest him. They were there because they enjoy turning points. Yeah. USA and they love it down there. Y'all, I mean, do y'all remember Charlottesville? I mean, everybody yeah. remembers oh, yeah. that, right? The show, okay. There was a group there that, that at the time called themselves Identity Europa. They were one of the big sponsors of that. Now they call themselves the American Identity Movement. These groups keep rebranding yeah. over I and mean, over Vanguard is the same way. They rebranded yeah. and became Patriot Front. Which I got a great this video group, on that. This group got hacked. And their internal communications, uh, one of them that just stuck with me was, infiltrating the GOP is broke. Infiltrating Turning Point USA is woke. They have decided, instead of going to the barrel, they're going to go to the tree. Mm-hmm. And they are they are sending people into these organizations like Turning Point USA uh, to recruit. They are. I mean, they said it themselves that, that they're doing that. Now, Turning Point USA avidly denies this, but then you have people like Crystal Clanton that was working there. And I don't know if you know anything about that scandal, but that one goes all the way to Clarence Thomas. He's still that today. Have you heard about that? That that no, was, that I think you broke. sent me an article on that this morning. I haven't I haven't had a chance. Oh to. my goodness. She so got what? okay. She she had text messages where she said, I hate black people. She wow. got caught. They fired her. Okay, so you're talking about so she, she worked for Turning Point USA. She was a staffer or something. She was uh, you're right. They bragged about her like crazy. She was a higher level uh, executive at, at at Turning Point USA. She gets fired. Jenny Thomas loves this girl, loves her so much. She moved her into her house and hired her after she gets fired from Turning Point USA for saying I hate black people. Wait, 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 right. wait, 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 oh, wait, 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 yeah. no, this, yeah, this, this does sound very familiar. So okay. You, so you're saying, yeah. you're saying a Turning Point USA staffer who is caught texting, she hates black people, goes and lives in Jeannie Thomas's house, the wife of Clarence Thomas, right? For a year. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm just because checking to make just, sure. This is what's coming out. They found letters because now get this, you'll never believe where Crystal, Crystal Clanton is now. She is a clerk. For federal judge William Pryor. Oh, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's not a Trump appointed judge. I'm sure that's not the case. It they? gets better though. It keeps getting better. Oh, People were going. like, how did this woman end up clerking for a federal judge? Well, they found letters from Clarence Thomas that of course recommended her to go to law school um and 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 helped her get into law school. And then they found letters helping her get the job with William Pryor. And now it's a big stinks coming out because people are like, why the hell are you hiring this woman for such a, prest- a federal judge clerkship is prestigious. It's a stepping stone to a, and this is where it gets really bad. It's a stepping stone to a Supreme court clerkship mm-hmm. in the letters that they found from Thomas. He says he's grooming her to be his clerk. Oh. I mean, it, you cannot make grooming, this stuff up. grooming, 
Yes, grooming her to be his clerk. If she does well in her job for William Pryor, he's going to hire her for a, a clerk. He's going to give her a clerkship in the Supreme Court. Here is that Crystal, uh, Crystal Clinton, um, Clarence Thomas's wife's assistant. Apparently, it's er, her assistant. Is that right? Served as Turning Points USA. Candace. This was back in, in this is back in 2019. So this is stuff that, like people have been talking about this for a little bit now. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to give context, put a kind of a face to the name that we're talking about right now. But here's here's yeah, apparently the, the quote from the text message she sent. She said, I hate black people like fuck them all. I hate blacks. End of story is what the quote is here. Now, again, I, I, I don't know, but this is a picture of um, her with. Jeannie Thomas and with Clarence Thomas here, which is and, with, yeah, they're holding a bottle of wine. It looks, I don't know, it looks kind of weird. That's their house, by the way. That's that's their Virginia home. Oh, oh she okay. lives. There. She lived there for a year. So this is the home where she had resided with them, I guess. Yeah, okay. and what what gets even better where this circles back to Charlie Kirk and what we're talking about is see when Charlie Kirk fired her. He's like, I don't want to talk about this. We don't have a, a, a Nazi problem at Turning Point USA. See, we took decisive action. That was his quote. We took decisive action within 72 hours, and mm-hmm. we fired this person. Well, now that he found out that Clarence Thomas loves her and is protecting her and grooming her, he doesn't want to be in conflict with the Supreme Court justice. So now... Charlie Kirk has come up with a ridiculous story that when he said that, and this is recent, this is, this is not 2019 stuff. This is recent. He has completely changed the story that that statement that I took decisive action and fired the, this person within 72 hours. Oh, I wasn't talking about crystal Clanton. I would, because she was set up. There was a rogue employee that we haven't heard anything about. We don't know who this rogue employee supposedly <laughs> is that yeah. hacked her they hacked her and they it's said all, these it's always, terrible it's things. Always, you know, oh, they always, always move the victim. Post. They always say, and, I was hacked. And it was that's who I was taking decisive action about because I fired that employee within 72 hours. I didn't mean Crystal Clanton. Yeah. Of course, he let that sit out there since 2019 and not said a word. But now that, you know, she's, I don't even know the white lady would put it, Clarence Thomas's pet or whatever. Now, Charlie Kirk is totally backstepping and, oh, yeah, Crystal Clanton's great. She never did anything Oh, she wrong. loves well, Crystal. Why did now. you fire her? Right. Then why did you fire her? And that'll be the next thing that changes is we didn't fire her. She just took a, a an opportunity to work with Jenny Thomas or something yeah, like that. Right. Well, It'll you know, th- this is the same story across the board with these right wingers. Um, uh, we, we talked to Dakota Adams and Tasha uh, Adams, who, who are the estranged wife and estranged son of Stuart Rhodes, the founder of the Oath Keepers. And they even described us in our first interview, like how the Oath Keepers got started and what Stewart tried to do to keep the the fascist, the white supremacist out of his group, because he understood one thing about paramilitary groups is they eventually become infiltrated and taken over by white supremacists. And he tried his damnedest, like for years and years and years, Stuart Rhodes, believe it or not, tried his damnedest to keep racist and white supremacists and neo-Nazis out of his paramilitary group, the Oath Keepers. But it's inevitable. Like there's nothing you can do when you when you spread right wing fascism, no matter how little or how much when when you're doing these things, you're only inviting those people to take over your groups. 
And Turning Points USA is no different than the Oath Keepers. Um, a CPAC is no different than the Proud Boys. I mean, it literally, these white supremacists, these terrorists, they take over these groups, they infiltrate them, and they become part of their power. And the reason why they become part of their power is because of the recruitment, like you were saying, Texas Paul, because that's one reason why Stuart Rhodes was led down this road after Donald Trump was elected, because it became so easy to elect people on fear and hatred and bigotry. It was so easy that they actually became the terrorists themselves, and now they declare themselves. Here's a video from that CPAC event that we were talking about earlier. This is fucking real. This is not made up. Watch. They did this themselves. This is legitimate. Right. And then this is the video of it. Listen to the announcement here. Ladies and gentlemen, we are all domestic terrorists. Please welcome founder of this. Now I want to, I want to, I want you to hear it again, but, but listen, there is, there is a woman in front of a microphone who is reading a script to announce these people. Can you imagine when she gets the script of we are all domestic terrorists? She's like, wait, what? But you want me to read this out loud into the damn microphone? Mm -hmm. I can't even. She's like, we got a We got a last minute change in the script. She's like, okay, all right. I mean, now we'll be prepared for what the fuck? (laughs) But she also says it so calmly right what she i mean she did not she did it professional um now i don't know who this announcer is but boy did she have to really uh look deep inside let's let's listen to it one more time ladies and gentlemen we are all domestic terrorists please welcome and there's like i don't know a couple you know there's tens of people that in this is in this place. not photoshopped people that's real yeah. that is not that is photoshopped. Fucking real that is fucking like, we're, real. we're being tongue-in-cheek it's like why would you mm. why would you even want to like cross that line like if you want to be tongue-in-cheek about other things okay sure but when you're talking about something like this like we are we are, you are a you are giving a line that is, you know, admitting to being domestic terrorists and whether you say, oh, it was a joke. We were being, you know, coy with it or what. It's like there's a big difference between saying what you said and making a joke of it, right? Like, especially when these are people who 100% believe to the millionth degree that everything that comes out of any of their mouths from the Republican Party is truth. They, they're the same people who believe what comes out of Tucker Carlson's mouth from his entertainment show. They're the same people who believe what come out of Trump's mouth, which is like when people are like, oh, he was being sarcastic. You know, when people are trying to defend his racism or defend his his bigoted remarks or whatever it might be, the immediate response from the right is, oh, you guys, you guys obviously don't understand comedy. You don't understand sarcasm. He mm-hmm. was being slight with his words like, yeah, OK. You know, well, I don't well, you remember it, you remember really the CPAC and it was in 2020 or I think it was in 2020 or 2021 where they had the 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 Nazi symbol as the stage. Like that was they, 2021 was because it, 2021? it was it was there were two events that happened. It was one after another. There was one in 2020 and I, I'm blanking on what it was. There it is. And then 2021 happened and it was the uh, the not hold on. Let me let me look up what happened in 2020 because there was another one that was like nazi related but but this yeah, well, this goes victor in- orban who is a self-professed white supremacist i mean right victor orban the the, the uh head of of uh hungary the the uh, president prime of hungary mm-hmm. it, yeah prime minister of hungary pardon me um 
is a self-professed white supremacist. He he doesn't make any bones about it. And he was keynote speaker at at CPAC last year. I mean, or this this yeah. Uh, well, this well, one that this one that they were here in Dallas. Themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is which is uh, even more crazy that they had a real life fascist dictator from from Europe come over here and speak at their domestic terrorist uh, rally, which is kind of crazy. It's it. Well, I mean, it's not kind of crazy. It's it's par for the course. And that's why that's why when you see Charlie Kirk whining and crying about Jill Biden calling him a semi fascist, you should kind of laugh because they've done this to themselves. Right, Paul? I mean, they've done this to themselves. Absolutely. And, and, you know, when we talk about Charlie Kirk throwing stones, well, let's do this. Your group has been f- absolutely following Putin's playbook. 100%. They've taken their young volunteers and people, you need to know this. If your kids are in college and high school and there's a turning point USA uh, uh, chapter there, uh, they are all over the country. There are literally thousands upon thousands of these chapters now all over. They've, they made a point of getting into every college campus, every junior college campus, everywhere. They are using your kids to do the same thing that Putin did with his troll farms. They're using them. They, they give them a social media uh, script, and they have them go out into social media and spread misinformation, disinformation, and pro- fascist pro GOP bullshit all over the internet. They are using these kids as a troll farm and it's, it's disgusting. They're really doing this. Well, in turning point USA is not only, not only are they well organized or well-funded if you go um, because we've had Ben Glebe on the show and we've had Rachel Bittekoffer who have both, uh, you know, Rachel's a great friend of the show and Ben now too, but um, they both have debated Charlie Kirk on his debate night that he has at his at his Turning Point USA in Phoenix, and when and when uh, when you go to his complex in Phoenix, it's like a fucking three story building. This mm-hmm. isn't like some kind of shanty out in the middle of nowhere. This fucking place is like three stories, and it's fully staffed. They have hundreds of people on that staff that is designed and organized to spread fascism all around the country, and that is why Charlie Kirk is actually offended when Joe Biden calls him a fascist because he's like, whoa. People are on to me, and that's the bad. That's that's yeah. where they draw the line. Is not that they're not fascist, or not that they're not right wing or Nazis. It's I don't want you to know that I am right? right because they've always thin veiled this fascism for years and decades and decades with conservatism, and that's that nonsense that is starting to break through, and people are starting to see these fucks for who they are. You're not conservative. You're not fucking conservative. You're the farthest away from a Reagan-type conservative that there is. You are a goddamn MAGA America First Nazi. That is exactly what you are when you're, you know, rubbing elbows with the likes of Nick Fuentes, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and some of these others. Well, you know, if you don't mind me going back to your comment about Homer Rhodes, um, he tried very hard to keep the out Nazis out of his group. But his group was actually founded in racism. The Oath Keepers started down here in Texas on the border. That's that's what they started as, is they were going to be a private militia to patrol the border. And so they tried desperately to keep anybody with 
direct ties, you know, somebody that they like the Southern Poverty Law Center could identify from being part of the organization, but they themselves were just flagrant racist. Oh, I mean, well, these and, people and, weren't and, going down and standing in hundred plus degree heat. Um, let me tell you, South Texas is a desert. It is the Mexico Badlands. Okay, it's it, it's the Sonoran Desert. These these fat asses were not going down there and standing in 105, 120, 110 degree heat because they they were afraid, uh, you know, because they had a legitimate beef. What drove that was racism. And well, that's and what that's, that was and, about. And that's, and that's what Stuart Rhodes was trying to camp was not that racist was in his group. He just didn't want people publicly being racist. Mm, they exactly. had, they had people, they had people, they told us, his family told us that during, during his rise as, as the Oath Keepers spread across the country, because they were opening chapter here and chapter there and chapter here. And the way that they kind of did this was they did it with, uh, you know, veterans and, and law enforcement, right? That's, that was kind of their aim as opposed to paramilitary groups. They want misfits. They really don't want institution. They don't want institutional people. They want misfits. So when Oath Keepers took a different direction, but they were having a lot of trouble keeping outright racist out of their group. And what I mean is, is they would have social media people that all they did was scour their members, social media, and to, if they even hinted at racism on their social media because they didn't want to be accused of it. Right. And this is again, this is what we're talking about with Charlie Kirk is they want to implement these policies. They want to be bigots. They want to be right wing fascists. They want to tell women what they can and can't do. They want to take away people's vote, people's rights. But they don't want anyone to know that they're Nazis. Right. Just like and you know why that is. Do You, you know why that is. Because your average Republican middle-aged white guy that looks like me is a racist usually. Right. They usually are. I, I'm gonna I'm you know, I'm not scared to say it. Republicans, I would probably guess 90% of them are racist. They'll tell you they aren't, and that's where that line splits. Mm-hmm. He can get money out of these people for doing racist things like they were doing down at the border. Mm-hmm. You know, because then they can call it, well, oh, border security, this, that, and the other. But the minute that you have actual Nazis in your organization that are out, then these people that are racist, they're like, okay, that's too far. Right. I don't want to be known as a racist. racist. I don't want to be known as a racist. Well, and that's why Charlie, that's why Charlie and the Turning Points USA people were so terrified and the event organizers were terrified at that event in Florida when the Let's Go Brandon DeSantis Nazis showed up because they were DeSantis Nazis. I mean, we know in Florida there are outright neo-Nazis that support Ron DeSantis and they love Ron DeSantis and Ron DeSantis will not speak against them at all. And the reason why is right. Well, I mean, he wants to ignore that they even exist, but they definitely exist. And I think, and I think that's the point here is that Charlie Kirk, again, just like Stuart Rhodes or just like Ron DeSantis, they're not butthurt that someone's calling them a fascist. They just don't want their, their donor block to believe it because if they believe it, they might get peeled off. They might lose a bit of that. And I want to, I want to make something clear. I, you know, I I would, I will admit that not, you know, this is like a square rectangle kind of theory here, right? Like from, if everyone remembers geometry, not all Republicans are fascist or racist. But right. all fascists and racists are Republicans. Republicans, right? So, like, let's keep like I'm. I don't. I know no, right. not that we're group or whatever. But like, even the fact that some of these people, like Charlie Kirk and others, 
were like, uh, you know, offended at the fact that it wasn't full on racist, right? It was, or full full on fascist. It was semi fascist, right? right? Mm-hmm. They they hated the idea of any. I mean, which should be the normal response of anyone like, oh, whoa, fuck no, I'm not a fascist. Charlie's response was, and all these other people are going to be like, uh, it's not that we're not fascist. It's if you want us to be a fascist, we'll do then we'll that. be a fascist out in the open because you want us. You need a. You need a boogeyman. You need a monster. It's like, no, you were already those things. We just fucking turned the, the room light on and showed everyone who you really were and what your true colors were. Um, so they will use that as an excuse. And you'll well, see that be like, well, they they want us to be this thing. Let's 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 really be that thing. And well, here's a piece of tape from uh from Charlie Kirk's uh older brother, the bow tie rube, Tucker mm. Carlson from White Privilege Tonight. Um, let's listen to what they have to say here on Tucker's show. This is back in March about fascism. The right is going to pick a fascist within 10 to 20 years because right. they're not going That's to right. be. And what turned out to be one of the most chilling statements ever made. I mean, that is that is chilling when yeah. they say, yeah, the right within 10 or 20 years, they but are going to pick didn't a even, fascist. He just agreed with it. He didn't be like, oh, that's that's bad for the party. We shouldn't have that like that. That that is something that we should totally you know, disavow and make sure that we don't have within the Republican party. He goes, yeah, yeah, that'll probably happen. Yeah, sure. Well, but I mean, the thing is, is that like, like you made the point earlier, Texas, Paul, people like, like, uh, Tucker Carlson, hail Vladimir Putin, which is really gross. And I'm going to show some of that video in the shitless roundup here, but he also, he also loves Victor Orban. I mean, he went over to Hungary and gave him fellatio pretty much for his TV show to, to the, to the Hungarian fascist, the Hungarian Hitler, that is Orban. Yeah, that that interview was disgusting. That if you saw the one where he actually sat down with Orban, that was disgusting. I mean, this man is a. I mean, he is brutal. He is brutal. Yeah, and not he, only like does said, he, he not only open, is he a racist, but he hates the LGBTQ community. I mean, he's a fucking big. Yeah, they 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 kill gay people in Hungary. They mm-hmm. do. I mean, this is uh, no joke about it. They say, well, we're going to send them to prison, but they always end up at this. They end up dead. And right. Well, they're, they're, they're barreling down this same kind of road here in this, in this country. When, when they, when they're talking about ostracizing uh, people who identify as certain things, like leave people the fuck alone. Would you please? And I think that's the most important part. And I want to end here because we're going to have to go to break and go to the shit list roundup is Texas. Paul, tell us, Tell the people out there, because, you know, we talk about it here, is leaning into democracy because uh, Lindsey Graham talks about riots, but I actually don't think that's how they're going to try to take over this country. They're going to do it inside our government. So we shouldn't worry so much about violence in the streets. We should worry about these fascists in our government. So tell them how to lean into democracy and give them an idea what they can do to really save our democracy. Well, look, folks, this is really simple. This is really simple. The ballot box right now today still matters. If we don't show up and vote next election, it won't. It won't. If you give Republicans power, our democracy goes down the toilet. So do these things. Volunteer. Save Democratic candidates money. Save them money from having to pay people to do things. Phone bank for them. You can phone bank nationwide on a cell phone with no long distance fees whatsoever. Knock on doors for a candidate. Find money. I mean, find it anywhere you can and send it. I don't like money in politics. You don't like money in politics, but the ads are not free. And this is how the game works now. So we have to fight the way the rules are set now. 
So fund the hell out of your your Democratic candidates, ones that you like nationwide and your local candidates, the House races. And right now we're coming up against the deadline in a lot of states for registration. In the state of Texas, they've been kicking people off the voter rolls. So you have to check your registration now so that you have time to fix it if they've screwed with you. Because it's an entire process to get these things, get yourself back on the voter registration rolls. Your state will have a, a website that you can go to. There, there's a there's a .gov website here in Texas you can go to to check your registration. I'm sorry I don't have it memorized, but it, it, it it's, it's the first one that pops up when you Google it. Check your registration. And more than anything, if you have to crawl over burning broken glass to vote, if you have to lose your job to take the day off to vote, whatever it takes, our country's in danger, folks. You have to vote, and you have to vote Democrat the entire ticket, up and down. We have to end the Republican Party because they are openly embracing fascism. They are openly telling you, we are going to do this. We are going to be a fascist government because we want to be a Christo-fascist, white nationalist government, period. They're, they're not hiding it. It is what they are telling you they're going to do. It's not just me telling you. We show you every week. Tony Michaels puts on one of the greatest podcasts there is out there because he and Gabe sit there and they show you these people out of their mouths every damn day what these people say and they're telling you and like Maya Angelou said when somebody tells you who they are believe them we have to vote it's the most important thing you're going to do in your life this year so everybody go out get registered mm -hmm. to vote check your registration check your family your friends registration make sure they know to check their registration if they're not registered find them a way to get registered register in the vote phone bank give money whatever you can do to lean into your democracy and engage in your ballot because your way of life depends on it texas paul it's tuesday thanks for joining us buddy i love having you here on tuesdays follow texas paul Everyone, go follow <laughs> Texas Paul. Go to the Midas Touch Network channel as well. You'll see all Texas Paul's reacts there as well. He's a Midas mighty favorite. Texas Paul, my friend, it's, uh, it's been great to talk to you. I'll I'll talk to you later on, I'm sure, in, in, in the DMs in private. So, <laughs> Absolutely. We'll and may I take two seconds to make a plug? Absolutely. Go ahead, sir. Go to TexasPaulMerch.com and buy a shirt or a mug. I'm going to shamelessly push my merchandise because I'm telling you, I take a very small portion of that, and a big portion of it goes to pay for those great ads that Midas Touch is putting out. And this last two months, I hate to keep going back to money, folks, but money is huge. They just poured 20, the Republicans just poured 20 million dollars into florida because val dimmings is kicking the shit out of marco rubio and desantis is in trouble with charlie chris charlie chris came out swinging please folks buy the merchandise i know everybody hates money in politics but god dog it man it is it is the weapon we have besides our vote it is well go love you go folks. To go to texas paul was it texas paul is that what it is texas paul 
TexasPaulMerch.com. Go follow Texas Paul on all the, the socials, the Tweety Tweets, the Tiki Tocks, and the Instagrammies. Go follow him there. American made, a union, American made products only. Well, TexasPaulMerch.com. Texas Paul, thank you. We'll see you next Tuesday, my friend. Everyone stick around. We'll be right back right after this break. What the fuck is wrong with you people? It's a rhetorical question at best. We'll be right back on the Tony Michaels Podcast. Letters from the Trucker Convoy. Dears Tammy, by the time we reached D.C., we was 50 strong in number. Some patriots ran out of gas along the way. We got plenty of Slim Jims and Skull. Near run out of Natty Light. Hope it don't rain tomorrow so we can circle the city again. Here's Bob. Dear Bob, I'm fixing to send you some more of them Doritos you like. The red bag, not the live loving blue one. In your absence, I discovered a rash on my neck, and no, it ain't no hickey, and I even seen my cousin Brody in ages. Stay strong. Wipe your ass at least once a day. Yours, Tammy. Fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em, fuck em. We're back to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Welcome back to the show, Texas Paul Tuesday. Tuesday, you got tacos, you got Texas Paul, you got us for two goddamn hours. Just like every single weekday, Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and simulcasting from the Mindest Touch Facebook page. Holy shit, there's a lot of video to get through, Gabe. Mm-hmm. Holy moly, the reason why I played the Trucker Convoy. Is because uh, Lindsey Graham, we know yesterday, he said something about riots. And everyone's uh-huh. kind of freaking out. I, I've had some people personally uh, like send me a message back. Oh, are you scared of the violence? And I'm like, well, there's going to be a little violence. But you got to remember, this is the distraction, right? They're trying to distract us that there's going to be violence so that they can take over the government. They right. already tried the violent way of taking over the government, mm-hmm. and it didn't fucking work. It didn't work at all. Um our government stood. The Constitution stood. We we elected Joe Biden. Joe Biden was sworn in. He's the president of the United States. And there ain't a goddamn thing you can do about it, even if you want to wave your hand over declassified documents and wave that magic wand and go, give me a re-election, please. Give me mm-hmm. a re-election, please. Um, so there's probably going to be a little bit of violence because they're violent motherfuckers. That's just right. the way it is. Well, remember, but- I mean, anytime, the, anytime Republicans, you know, like, Ted Cruz, Lindsey Graham, Donald Trump, uh, Josh Hawley, like any of these people, whenever they do not get what they want, whenever they are denied what they believe is their right, or they're told that they're wrong or they lost or whatever it might be, their immediate go-to is to act like thugs and threaten violence, which is funny because that's exactly what they accuse Democrats of doing. Right. So the projection... Projection is a hell of a drug, man. I mean, hell, Antifa Antifa is trending this morning. But here's the thing. Here's what I want everyone to understand. Is that their their calls for violence is to get inside your head and to fuck with your thought process. To think that the the actual threat is a bunch of fucking gravy seals 
mm-hmm. out in the streets. Think about this for a second. Think about what it would take at this point during a midterm. Think about this during a fucking midterm to take over not just the federal government, which is in all 50 states, mm-hmm. but also state governments, county governments, uh, I mean, local governments, school boards with violence. Think about that. Think about how how many people you think there's that many Trump supporters and you think that's many how many loyal Trump supporters there are. Fuck no, not even close. But what they want you to do is they want you to be afraid of that. So that way you're not paying attention when they win the offices inside the federal government, inside the state government, inside the county government, inside your school board, help the fucking dog catcher for that matter. That's what they don't want you to pay attention to. They want you to be scared of violence. So that way you're not paying attention to which one of these fascists are winning the actual power inside, Mm -hmm. inside the government. That's the most important thing here is that we have to pay attention with, to our democracy. And yes, they're they're going to there's going to be some crazies. We watched the was it Cincinnati where this guy went to the FBI thing and they they ended up yeah Cincinnati FBI is uh, actually I was just writing about that last night. Uh, Ricky Schiffer, okay, Ricky Which, Shit Schiffer, yeah, okay. Schiffer, Ricky Schiffer. You know, went to an FBI uh, mm-hmm. building in Cincinnati with a nail gun, thinking that he was going to get justice for the unfair Ooh. treatment of Donald Trump by the FBI. But remember, the big part of that story is where was he posting all of this, all of this stuff that was that was making death threats against the FBI? I'll give you two guesses, but you only need one, Tony. Uh, probably fraud social. Exactly. Fraud hmm. social. That's I wonder. Was, I wonder. True social. I, <laughs> I wonder if I went over and said something or they would censor me. Um, there people are people are uh, commenting to his um to his latest post or the one that was yesterday or yeah, yesterday, is, I think is he posting now. I haven't, I haven't been paying. I haven't checked this morning, but he had yesterday, he had one yesterday, I believe it was, which the one which said like, uh, you've got two options. He basically tried to give the DOJ an ultimatum, which is like, you got two options. One <laughs> is you reinstate <laughs> me as president or two. We say the 2020 election oh, is just totally, God. We wipe it clean. We yeah. say it never. It never was. You was wave real. your hands rigged. over the cheeseburger right. and say that. So those shit. are two things that he basically posted on True Social, assuming, like he assumes that the post on True Truth Social that he makes are are truth. They are absolute. They cannot. Uh, they they're absolute resolute. They they cannot be broken. He believes that that is like a standing order. Like the standing order when he's like, oh, I had a standing order that said all the documents I took as soon as I left the White House will be declassified. And everyone's like, that's That's not not how that works. Well, we're going to see a 40-page rebuttal from the Department of Justice to his little lawsuit that he filed for a special master, which, again, he walks straight into this dumb fucking corner where he paints himself in the corner where the Department of Justice gets 40 pages to basically lay out how, yes, you did commit crime, Yes, it is a crime. Yes, we right. are investigating you. And yes, we are going to prosecute you. And here yeah. is why. I mean, basically, well, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do, but they have that opportunity to lay it out in 40 pages. 40 pages is a lot of a lot of material. That, that is. Can, well, I didn't I don't can, remember how long the original submission that they had to the to the judge, which was, at, you know, requesting the magistrate. And then when they're like, oh, you have to redo it. And they made the corrections over this weekend. I don't recall how long that was. However, the fact that they're like, all right, cool. So here's this one line where you make this statement. You make a claim. Now, here's fucking two paragraphs <laughs> of us 
dated, logged, receipts shown, we showed up or we contacted you 20 months over well, a year and a half. We, I, we, we contacted you to be like, can we get this shit? And you said you didn't have it. And we said, are you sure you don't have it? And you said, yeah, we don't have it. If we had it, we would have given it to you. But Gabe, don't you think that this federal judge, this Trump appointed judge put herself in this position? What's her fucking name? Um, I don't know what her name is. And I forget what a cannon or some shit. The point is, is this. She's put herself in this position. What she should have done is took that motion that he filed in her court and said, no, this is not the right court. I'm not the right judge. You need to take it somewhere else. You're mm-hmm. in the wrong court. But she has basically in her trying to fucking give him what he wanted. She's basically set him up to be dunked here. And really, honestly, yeah. there's not going to be much. She's going to look like a fool, too, because well, the Department of Justice yeah. is going to make her look like a fool with her ruling so far and say, I can't. They're going to basically say, I can't even believe you've you've even gave him the fucking room to breathe on these false fucking statements when you know it's not true. And and they're just going to dunk on her as right. well as I mean, it's not they're not going to actually dunk on her. But it is going to be a dunk on her. It's going to show that her incompetence. So when that came out three days ago, which is basically showing that Judge Cannon was bending over backwards to help Trump right now, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that the filings that they had were like incoherent, random law theory here. They they weren't anything. It was just like a bunch of gibberish. Right. Uh, Any like you said, any actual judge would say "Uh, this is horseshit. And I would throw it out to be like, why are we wasting money? trying to deal with this when you don't even know what the fuck you're doing, right? You've got this all-star legal team, which by the way, is a, is a, like a, a misfit cast of people that are like, uh, you got Alina Haba, who's a racist. You got Christina, uh, Christina Bob, Bob, you know, former employee of the traitor. Of, She's a fucking right, traitor, right? Helped Eastman make the PowerPoint. Um, you've got, uh, Jim trusty who in, in a, <laughs> The only way I, I can imagine, did you know that he hired Jim Trusty after he saw him on TV? Well, I mean, why, how else would he hire him? Like, it, it's like a, an as seen on TV lawyer is basically what this was. I mean, he saw them on like Fox News or whatever. Can you imagine? But- can you imagine if this motherfucker writes a brief Trump and Trusty tries to file like Judge Joe Brown or something like on P- the People's Court or some shit? Oh, they yeah. try to. <laughs> Oh, we're going to go on TV. We're going to hash this out on Judge Joe Brown, the people's court. Like, oh, my God. Is that what it, Judge Joe Brown is? It people's court? Is I that think the one? I don't know. I mean, there's there's, there's a lot of those judge, judge shows. Judy. She's still around. All right. Well, maybe they could go to Judy. Maybe Judy yeah. would give him yeah, the light of day. I would say Judge Judy would dunk that motherfucker in the tra- trash. But here's the point is that really, honestly, this federal judge is almost acting like a Judge Judy in this way. in this fake TV court. And with his TV lawyers, his TV judges, it's really fucking laughable. And today, when the Department of Justice, actual professionals, actual attorneys who fucking prosecute cases, federal cases in federal court, are going to write a 40-page rebuttal to his lawsuit, you are not going to have a good fucking day. That is not going to be a good day for Trump. So, America, just understand that what they're trying to do, and he's he's par- he's saying it out loud. Uh, the only way for me to save myself is to have a new election for me to be president. And I'm telling you, it's not the violence. It's not the violence that is going to upend our country. It's if you don't lean into democracy and you don't actually see that, hey, this is a threat to our country and I need to engage in the ballot. 
I need to make sure I'm registered. Other people are registered. I need to make sure people know what the hell is going on and how important this midterm is. Because this midterm is the most important election of your lifetime. And as soon as it's over, as soon as it's over, the votes are counted and certified. The next one will be because they're not going away anytime soon. You'll see that in the shit list round of today. So let's start the Tweety Tweets and the Trendy Trends. Let's do some surfing. Let's start the countdown. the part of the show where we surf the Tweety Tweets and Trendy Trends. Gabe, there is no better projection than I want to show these right-wingers mm-hmm. what is happening in Ukraine. As everyone knows, um, it looks like Ukraine has started to push Russia back to the border. Uh, um, that's some of the news the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, has uh, announced this morning that they are pushing back very heavily um, against against the Russian forces but um, the Ukrainian president can't do anything about this fucking idiot here in this country uh, pushing back on, <laughs> on on the truth that Putin is not winning the war. Listen to this. Fuck. Oh, my God. I just I can't. I, it's almost fucking disgusting to even listen to. But you have to hear what the hell they're saying on Fox News. This is what your Grammy and Grampy are listening to mm-hmm. and believing. Listen, now Joe Biden is calling for an unconditional surrender from Vladimir Putin. Here's the weird thing. By any actual reality-based measure, Vladimir Putin is not losing the war in Ukraine. Okay. This is absolutely fucking disgusting that this piece of shit who gets paid to go on TV and tell, tell millions of people the news gets on TV and is trying to convince them in the moment, in the moment where Vladimir Putin is most vulnerable in this war, where he is being pushed back to the border of Ukraine at this point, it looks like it. Now, I, I'm sure there's going to be several more months before Ukraine is secure yeah. um, from the Russian forces and to beat them back. But this motherfucker, this fucking traitor, he's a goddamn traitor to tell the American people that somehow Vladimir Putin is not only losing the war. But he's winning it. What a pile of fucking Putin trash. Yeah. Again, it's no surprise, right? You got him, Tulsi Gabbard, Rand Paul. These are all people who are Putin's puppets. Donald Trump. Again, people who are Putin's puppets. They will say whatever they need to say in order to make sure that they are safe and they've got, you know, the money coming in, whatever's left from his fortune. Um, (laughs) But the fact that we've got people who are willing to defend Putin is insane, right? Because they're willing, you know, especially for like, hey guys, uh, you know, as a Republican, they say, hey, I'm pro-life. I want to save lives. I want to make sure that those lives are safe from any sort of any sort of travesty, crime, trauma, whatever it might be. And then they go, let's just what are we doing here, guys? Why are we saving these lives? Right. Huh? Let's, Why let's, are we doing this? let's 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 back a murderous dictator. Right. Th- th- this this to me, 
This to me shows you more what they're for than what they're against, really. And really the narrative of anti-democracy is the message here because I really don't believe that they're fucking huge fans of Putin. What they love about Putin is Putin is hellbent. I mean hellbent on tearing down liberal Western democracy, like tearing it to the ground, burning it and pissing on the ashes and have autocracy everywhere. That is literally what these people are getting are jerking off about, like Tucker Carlson. They love they love the idea of democracy going away because democracy delivers equality and equity. Like, I mean, it's difficult, right? It's hard to get there. Yeah, but that's the mechanism that does that. They only like it because, you know, if we can remove any power or we can increase our power and influence. Right. If we can oppress others. As opposed to, and, and at the same time, they'll be like, oh, we're the ones being oppressed, right? Despite the fact it's like, you guys are the, you guys are ruling the land right now. What the fuck are you guys talking about? You're not right. oppressed. You have more money and influence than anyone, uh, any average civilian in this country, right? right. Well, we're going to get to that with Ann Coulter, with her comment on white people. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you've seen this. Jesus Christ, this fucking loon. But, but, but you know, let's listen to, let's finish up um, Tucker Carlson's Putin fellatio here. Let's, let's listen. He is winning the war. No, he's not. That's a fucking line. Looks at that and says, we won't stop until you proffer an unconditional surrender. What is he talking about? Joe Biden isn't in this war. Now, the Americans obviously are are very, very outright in their support of Ukraine and a sovereign democracy to to defend their democracy and defend their country, which America should be, regardless if we give them money for tanks and weapons and that sort of thing. But we definitely, if we're a part of NATO, we should definitely be in support of sovereign democracies defending themselves from a murderous autocrat like fucking Putin. I mean, that's kind of the idea for I don't know what the last fucking half century and well, really 70 years has been about. It's well, they 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 are too far. You know, we've talked about it with Brett when it came to um, when we were live streaming the announcement that Biden gave around um, oh, student yeah, loan student forgiveness. Did. Right. It's the same thing here. And, and, and what I what I mean by that is these people within the Republican Party have doubled down. They've made their bet, and that bet is on Trumpism. That bet is on uh, fascism. That bet is on removing the rights um, from from us as as citizens, right? Because they follow a party that says, "Oh, women should have this right, and you shouldn't be given that right, and you shouldn't have that right, and we will decide what you read, what you wear, what you practice, what you you know, what religion you follow, whatever it is. We want to be the person that decides those things for you." And this is just another example of this party, you know, especially of someone of influence who is projecting to millions of people online and in, on their television to say, this is actually the narrative. This is the narrative that Republicans and the right wing and fascists want you to believe because it is pro-Putin and Putin is actually our friend. And they are doubling, they've doubled down, now they're tripling down on this fact about re- removing, restricting any sort of say, free speech rights that you have. Because some person of higher influence or power tells them what they should say and, and how they should believe or whatever they should do. And this is just, again, another example of them doing that same thing right now. This is, this is Tucker Carlson using his platform to spread disinformation and lies about, oh, Putin is actually winning, which is not the case, right? Everyone said, oh, this would be 12 hours. Putin would go through Ukraine. Yeah, it would be yeah. done. Yeah, he, he was like, going to win this shit just by walking in the country. How many days since this started? 
like if I look this up, days since uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, uh, six days, six months. Right. So, you know, half a year we're talking right now, um, which is insane because, you know, Ukraine is is doing far greater than any could anyone could have imagined. And the fact that the U.S. is sending aid to Ukraine as a pro pro-life gesture to make sure that these people aren't killed in some genocide because some crazy dictator wants to rule over them. All of a sudden they say, Oh no, we can't have that. So we need to change the narrative. We need to say that actually Putin's winning and we need to say that this is all a a Biden regime type of thing. No, it's just, they are, they are an ally to us. They are our friends. We should care for the people that are the, like, again, you know, you see a big person punching down. That's not, you should not be in favor of the big guy, right? Right. That is not what we should be doing. But Republicans and people on the right and fascists and all those people are the ones who are on that side. They're like, yeah, fucking pummel them, break them down. Well, they like, like they like to, they like to punch down. They like to punch down. Amanda makes a good point here. Putin is getting his ass slapped by Ukraine because Zelensky here, uh, this comment, um, this is from Zelensky, the president of Ukraine's office. And it says, I won't give any specifics but we will drive the invaders, he appropriately calls them the invaders, to the border. Zelensky urges Russians to go home or surrender. Otherwise, quote, they will deal with other with our defenders who will not stop until they liber- liberate everything that belongs to Ukraine. And he's talking about land. He's talking about the border. Um, so it, it appears that and the news is out of Ukraine that even though it's going to take a bit, it looks like um, the Ukrainians have the Russians on the run um, and they're, they're getting in a situation where they're pushing them back to the border. So um, now if the Russian army looks anything like of the Shart army here in the United States, Gabe, are you familiar with the Shart army? Are you familiar with the Shart army? I, I believe there's a few different branches out there. Right, I've, right. Seen, I've seen some training videos. Yeah. Uh, well, there's, from... there's, there's this one here mm-hmm. that yeah. um, that's been going around. Now we showed one the other day where they were kind of like, I don't. They didn't have the shields and the flags and stuff. Well, you got to build up. They got to right. get. They got to right. get the movement right to right. know how to do the side sh- sidestep shuffle, right? Right. And then now they're like, okay, now we put up, <laughs> we put on our matching blue jackets. I'm very curious to know oh who God. is the maker of these jackets. I don't know, but like, because they got to look and be like, oh, we have an uh, an odd number of orders happening. These like Gore-Tex blue windbreakers. Look at that's what's and yeah. what what the best part about this is the one thing they're lacking here, which I don't understand it. You think these cosplay LARPing idiots would would get a drum line or something where they have the drummers or something? <laughs> I, I right. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know, you think they'd have like battlefield drums or something, right? Because that's what this is literally is LARPing. Um well, yeah, it's it's just cosplay. I mean, yes, it is like here. I don't want to downplay the influence that a group like Patriot Front has. They are bad. They are fascist. They've rebranded from Vanguard, who we talked about earlier with Texas Paul. They were in Charlottesville. Tiki Torches, those dudes. Those are the people that were there at that time. They've rebranded to this patriotic, pro-American <laughs> Right. Uh, we're not racist. We're, not, we're racist, not racist, but you right. find them at all right. of these we're different not areas. You know, it's loading like themselves Charlie Kirk. In- yeah, it's like Charlie just, Kirk going, we're not fascist. We're not right, fascist. Right, yeah, right. okay. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't actually ever, I haven't actually heard the words out of Charlie Kirk's fate or mouth 
uh, face because it's always like right, you know. right. But uh, I don't think I've ever seen or read Charlie Kirk denounce fascism or Nazis. No, he just doesn't like to be called that. Yeah. Um, caretaker here on Twitch says shark army. No, not shark. Shart. 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 Like I, Shart. I sharted in yeah. my endies. Like you, know, you farted you fart and, like, and a little bit of shit comes out. That was more. Yeah, that was Shart, more than I wanted. Shark Army is what yeah. I refer to him as. Um, but watch the uh, plastic shield brigade here uh, do their little techniques, Gabe. The, the fucking knee pads and the shin guards get me. Oh, really? it's they amazing. Do. It's amazing. Like, like, what are you guys doing on your knees? What the fuck is this? Like, They're wow. like, yeah, this will totally block a bullet. Right, I don't know what to, why when, why are when, you wearing knee pads? What the when fuck? the actual military comes in with a tank, oh my it's God. not going to stop shit. When when somebody like a you know law enforcement says, "Hey, fucking stop!" If they're ever in that if they're in that confrontation, they say stop and then they shoot. None of the shit that you have in front of you is going to stop that bullet. Right. Well, the other thing too is they're one trick pony because the video we watched yesterday where they were like. I don't know. They were line dancing or something. They do the same thing here just with shields. And they got a guy, they got one guy attacking their entire line as if there's going to be like one person against him. But watch, watch the, <laughs> watch the technique here. It's hilarious. Oh, look, there's a threat. There is a threat. Oh no. He got through though. What what are we doing? One of them says, what are we doing? What are we doing? And then like circle back, circle hold back. Hold on, hold on. Can you go back to that? Okay, what? so this is supposed to be some person that like breaks the line, right? right. They come well, through. Right, there's two, there's three lines there. Right, there's right. Three lines this people, one person goes around. through and they go, yep, you know what we need to do? We need to shove them to the back and then still expose our backs here. Right. Now, like not, they're, you, now they're you standing they're there gonna, going, wait a second. Wait, the guy's back there now. We yeah, I know. They're like, around. They, we were they all, lead, like the guy's like going through like swinging doors. He's like, just excuse me, gotta get through, gotta get through. And then they're like, yep, <laughs> all right, cool. So we dealt with that guy, and it's like, no, you just let him through. I thought right. the whole point was that you're trying to block people from getting through you. You just you just let someone in to attack you from behind. Oh my this God. makes not, no fucking sense. Not one of these motherfuckers played football at all. Like even I was just gonna football? say, well, I was Jesus just gonna Christ. say that the sidestep shuffle that they were doing in the video that we watched they got yesterday. Shields, they're plastic shields, but they're shields. Well, yeah, yeah. But what it reminds me of is at football practice, doing side shuffle, and then you realign and you're back, and then you go forward, and then you realign, and you're just doing drills. Like that's what it reminds me of, like football drills. So when you bring that up, I was like, oh yeah, that's exactly what it reminds me of. Doing football drills in the summer and just going through, you know, like half you got half uh half pads on and everything and you're going through and you're doing it and then the only difference here is that instead of blocking and preventing someone from 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 uh you know making your group vulnerable you know to attack they're like yep go down through go on through just, yeah, yeah. Hey, well, grab well, your it ticket gets, it gets go way on better it gets way better because they i honestly believe there's only gonna be one person attacking them watch watch as they as they try to figure out how to move the lines. What are we doing? What, what are we doing? Right. So graceful. Right, really graceful. These guys like, I still don't understand the purpose of this. So, of course, here's kind of a close-up of their shields and the shot of where they're yeah. standing in line. Now, here we go. Now, there's a couple guys here, nefarious guys in masks, because Gabe, 
when you when you have when you have people in masks, they're nefarious and you can't breathe apparently. But these people can breathe. Yeah, uh, because it's a white mask. I'm not really sure, but let's let's watch. Oh, here's the threat. The threat. Oh. Oh, right. Wait. Right. Right. They can't figure out which one's right and which one's left. Yeah. Oh my God, this is well, hilarious. Okay, I just want to point out something because I'm always had enough of this. Listen, if an if an actual well trained marine platoon encounters yeah. these people in a civil war, do you really oh. think? Do you Done. really think Done. that these fucking incel fucking cosplay LARPers are going to have no chance. any chance with well-trained no chance. Marines? No I chance. Have- this group, this group of, of white fucking incels think that they're the supreme race. They're the right. supreme gender, you know? Ooh. Well, you Fuck know, that's, no. that's funny you mentioned that because can you imagine watching? I would love, and, and I even said, I even said in the tweet, I'd pay money. I pay money to watch the plastic shield brigade brigade go up against a well-trained U.S. Marine platoon. But even better, I would raise the stakes because someone in the comments said like a girls volleyball team. I would love to watch an all-woman's Marine platoon who these guys are like, hey, women shouldn't be in the Army. They're weak. I would love to watch an Mm all-woman Marine platoon just absolutely fucking liquefy these these, these cucks. It would be one like their their whole preparation of like oh they attack we push them off. It's like <laughs> you do you think that's the only thing oh my God. that Marines or any sort of uh, uh, people with a military background were trained? They just like oh you know what we tried guys might as well just go back home. No, there are tactics and strategies that they will follow. It's like hey great we're gonna try this. If it doesn't work, then we're gonna resort to this. And they have contingency plans. To say that this is our strategy. If this doesn't happen, if that doesn't happen, if that doesn't happen, then we just fucking give up, right? Then just stop and go. Well, hey, we gave it our all, guys, and uh, you know what? We got to give it to Patriot Front. Those guys in the plastic shields really know how to block us. Oh my god, the Plastic oh, Shield fucking. Brigade. Speaking of Captain Plastic Shield Brigade, you have sweaty Jim Jordan. No man, he looks what terrible. In the fuck, dude, he is. He, dude, he looks a like hundred years in the last this, couple weeks. This pause on the video right now looks like an oil painting. <laughs> it looks like somebody made a goddamn oil painting of Jim Jordan. And I, he's there and he's like, all right, Jim, we want you to just, how are you feeling right now? He's like, oh, I'm feeling uh, pretty scared. Like, great, great. Let's use that. Now, hone in on that feeling. Want to bring in some stress. He goes, okay, well, that's not hard. And he goes, okay, okay. Now, imagine, imagine that your your life, your way of living is at risk and you'll go to fucking prison. He goes, Okay. Uh and he's like it's just it's amazing. Someone it's amazing. Pointed out, someone pointed out in the comments, does this guy have any other tie but this one? No, this he doesn't. He also doesn't tie. ever wear a suit jacket. Right. He always rolls up his sleeves. Well, it's really hot up not, in that motherfucker. Not passing legislation. It's, it's really hot up in that motherfucker. He's sweating, he's sweating guilt, is what I yeah. said. Watch watch as he Oh my god, this video is it 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 is it is I Jim Jordan is terrified. Whistleblowers mm-hmm. come to us and talk about the political pressure they're under. And now, now he's for whistleblowers, by the way. He's for yeah, them now. No, they can't they make up their mind, man. Right. It's they again, it's some, like, count the vote, don't count the vote. Right. You know, it's it's redact the search warrant, 
you know, don't redact the search warrant. Redact we, the affidavit. We, don't there's redact. high gas prices and there's right. not. And it's, they, it they is. It, they they are. They know what they're doing. Right. Because they, you know, they wouldn't say they're that they didn't. It. I mean, some of them are are idiots and they say because someone else says it. But at the end of the day, the hypocrisy of the Republican Party is deep, 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 deep rooted in their DNA. They do not know how to exist without being hypocrites. One day they're this thing, or even hours ago they were this thing, and then hours later they have a whole totally opposite different take. You know, that's what they are. They're hypocrites. They project. They lie. Well, he's projecting his fear here. Listen. Now we see that it may be in the inspector general's office. By statute, the inspector general is supposed to provide independent oversight of the Justice Department. Well, how can you do that if you're participating in an investigation? Sean, understand huh? what happened here. The FBI came to the... Okay, okay. Jim Jordan is full uh... of fucking shit. The, the, the Nar NARA wanted their fucking records back. They 20 couldn't months get ago. them back. They couldn't 20, get them back. 20 months ago. They said, they, hey, can, can we give tried. these documents? Can we have them? They tried. That's what the Department of Justice is going to lay out in this 40 pages. Is basically going to say, look, you are full of fucking shit. You broke the law by not cooperating and not giving these records back. And that's why we had to get involved. The reason why, Jim Jordan, that the inspector uh, general is involved in the investigation is because it's an investigation who of someone who has stole documents from them, from them, from the government. It's an investigation on them. You dumb motherfucker. There is you do not have to investigate the investigation. That is not a thing that you have to do. These people always do this. Oh, you have to investigate the investigation, which, yes, everyone should be held accountable. But the oversight is not is not on the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice was asked by NARA to get involved because mm -hmm. the president of the United States, the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, would not give them their shit back. And it became a criminal matter. That is why you dumb motherfucker. And he's sweating here because I think Jim Jordan has more to do with this document thing than what is being exposed oh, to. Oh, yeah. And let's I not forget, he's got his own personal shit going right. on, which is George Clooney and HBO, by the way, uh, bought the rights for the documentary. So this isn't just like some fairy tale, like I wish he'll make this documentary about Jim Jordan and the sexual assault uh, situation with the wrestling can. team. It is 100% happening, and they are working together. So just wait. I mean... The fact he because he's probably also potentially hearing things like, oh, it, you know, George Clooney or the team came through and they asked so and so some questions. They asked so and so to give a statement. They asked so and so. And he's like, oh, fuck. My personal life is fucked. My professional life is fucked. I'm all 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 over just fucked. Well, and he was he was humping for pardons for him and others. Oh, oh yeah. He, well, he was he was he was. Well, he was like, can I get an update on that? Right, right. Can I, can I, I like, why are you asking for updates? <laughs> well, let's listen to him sweat here. To the inspector general and said, "We're gonna we're gonna take the phone uh -huh. of a sitting member of Congress. Uh -huh. We're gonna take yeah, this phone because he committed crime. We've raided President yep. Trump's home, and we're gonna do it while Congressman Perry is on vacation. You seem scared. Family. The inspector general should have said to them." Are you freaking out of your mind? This has got all kinds of constitutional concerns. You should not do it. Oh, now the Constitution. Now he cares about the Constitution. Now he cares about people's rights. Now, I mean, you know, again, this is the guy who he could constantly tweets about real America. The guy wouldn't know fucking real America if he watched it molest a student athlete. Yeah. This piece of fucking shit. 
this piece of fucking shit. And I hope that documentary absolutely slam dunks him in the trash. I hope there's criminal charges on this piece of shit because he obviously is sweating out guilt here just profusely. It is, it's disgusting. I want to move on to, um, to what Ann Coulter tweeted because uh, it is, it is significant. But while I'm doing that, I want to ask you, Gabe, who's yeah. in your Twitter circle? Have you seen this thing? They've already asked me like four times this morning. Do you want to? I, you want to do a circle jerk? That's what. <laughs> literally, Twitter is asking I have if not, I want to do a circle uh, jerk. I don't have that feature yet. Oh no! Actually, wait. No, I do. I do. I do. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter yeah. circle. There isn't anyone in your Twitter circle yet. When you add people, they'll show up here. What is the difference? I don't know. I don't so know. I, I'm not really I, sure. Is it? Is it? I guess is the idea so people won't be notified when they're added to your circle. How it works? Uh, is it just basically getting notification about these people? Well, so oh, it's, it's kind of like, oh, okay. like the community thing, but it's your own little personal. I don't know. It's a circle jerk. But you That's can make a I'm community saying. private. So I'm saying, the whole I, I thought about because they've asked me like four times this morning. I was like, well, maybe Gabe could be in my circle, my Twitter circle jerk. Maybe he could I be already sent you DMs other... and texts. I know. I have well, communication with you. You should see the images that this son of a bitch sends me. <laughs> there are there are some crazy ones. Like uh, the, when, when Madison Cawthorn video came out and there were some other ones that you sent me. I'm like, what in the actual fuck? Oh, oh yeah. I remember what it was. Wasn't there one where um Matt Gatz was standing at the, the the foot of a bed or something, or there was some kind of weird thing that you mm. sent me? And I was like, I, eh, I, I question any time it says Gabe Sanchez sent you an image. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I I, better look, check I, I within 24 hours of me sending text, I pretty much just like blackout. <laughs> I don't is know that, what is happened. Is that how that works? Um, yeah, yeah. Here is, uh, I went to the Ann Coulter thread. Ron has a video of Ann here. This is, um, uh, I don't know what this is. This is uh, posted uh, recently and uh, just, just a few minutes ago. I don't know if this is recent or this is like proving how racist she is, which is not hard to do with Ann Coulter. Let's listen. It's influencing, I should say, influencing certain conservative outlets on TV and radio is everybody they hear from is one of the, you know, diehard, the few dwindling remaining Trump fanatics. But after the election and then after January 6th, no, normal people, I'm not a normal person. I'm a political nut. And I stopped paying attention to politics. It's just a drag. Oh, God, you definitely are a nut. Jesus Christ. What? I don't know what this is about, but uh, Ann Coulter, um, obviously, and she's been off the Trump train for a long time mm -hmm. because she's she saw this as a sinking ship and she yeah. knew that she didn't want to tie her ankle to this moron, um, which is which is well, it's hard. It's it's one of those things. Do. I feel like within the Republican, like you're like it's a catch twenty two because of how deeply rooted Trump is. You're fucked if you are associated with him, and you're fucked if you aren't associated with him. Because then you have people within the Republican Party who say, "Oh, well, you're not with Trump, then you are not with the Republican Party. You are a rhino, right?" And then you got people who are with Trump, and you're like, "Dude, you're fucking crazy, man. You're a fascist." Like. Well, here you, she is. This is this is the video, the clip. Trump's done the video, subscribers only. She's she's pimping her Substack. Apparently, she oh, it's not an, it's not OnlyFans. It's Substack. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, she's treating it as an OnlyFans. Yeah. I don't know. I do you think Ann Coulter has an OnlyFans? I wouldn't I go. Don't know. Just I like don't audio, know. just audio of her talking Ugh. with photos of. Uh. <laughs> um, but um, she also tweeted something this morning about uh, white people. No, yeah, fucking right. white people are oppressed or some shit, you know, because she's a she's she's a Nazi. Um, she doesn't claim to be one, but she definitely is. 
Now, let's see. Where in the hell is it? Let me see if I can find this tweet. Oh, here it is. Let's see. I got it over here. Let me copy and paste over here. Um, Ann Coulter tweets. Uh, let's see. She says, she says here, they, uh, they won't do it. Meaning, uh, is any Republican in the country talking about anti-white discrimination? What the fuck? They should be, should be because you know, that's who votes for them. They won't do it. You can show them that the white vote determines the outcome of every election. And they will not mention white people. Quote, what can we do for Asians, Hispanics, Blacks voters? Whites? Fuck off. What is she talking about? This is the furthest thing from the absolute truth. Yeah, I don't know. Well, the it's Republican just any- Party does. <laughs> Good Lord. The Republican Party stands around and says, what can we do for a- Asians, Hispanics, and Black voters? Are you kidding me? That is, that's what she, get the fuck out of here with this no. nonsense. She is such a fucking buffoon. That's the I don't think I don't hear the, the statement is wrong, right? She's making the argument. It's like, what can we do for them? Right? Oh, I see. I right, see. right. But really, but really, like, well, this is this is for anyone who isn't uh, isn't a Republican. She's saying, oh, what can we do for these people of color? Whites can go fuck themselves, right? But you can flip this and say, Republicans look at this statement and say, what can we do to Asians? Two Hispanics, right? Two black voters to get white s- votes. Yeah, exactly. White votes, and you see that when they gerrymander, they redistrict, they you know make it illegal for people to get fucking water while they're waiting in line to vote to practice democracy, or just plain and simple take human beings and put them on buses and human human traffic them across right. the entire country because they're brown, <clears throat> mm-hmm. like literally just because yep. they're brown. It's, it's fucking it's fucking gross. They're fucking gross. Republicans are fucking gross. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other. Whoa, wait a second. Lauren yeah. Windsor has a new video here. New video. What with is Ted this? Cruz. What is what the fuck is this? How was I alerted the to this? FBI? This is since we've been on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Lauren is great. But let's see how she uh, gets Ted Cruz here. I want to say thank you so much for all you're doing to fight for the longer and to take back the Senate. And I just think it's so important that, like, you guys are actually using on all those IRS agents. Absolutely. But I think it's imperative that you really have to fund the FBI after all the witch hunts that are going on. It is horrific, the abuse of power at the FBI, and it's wrong. And, and there needs to be a, a complete house cleaning that, that happens with the FBI. Are y'all going to be able to do that when you retake the Senate? I, I think we need to fight to do that. We need to fight to have real oversight. Right. Yeah. I, Thank you so much. Oh my God. How in the hell don't they have pictures of Lauren like up in their offices trying to figure out? I'm curious. You know, it's just like the amount of, uh, you know, puts glasses on, changes her hair, wears something different. You know, like I'm just like, I guess they are not able to be like, oh shit, we should not talk to this person. (laughs) Right, right, right. I mean, you know, even, even with people like uh, with, um, with Walter, right? He's made videos that have millions of views right. of him going to rallies and protests and things like that, making fun and trolling right-wing people. Now, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people in the U.S., but I would imagine that someone along the way would say, oh, wait, you're that dude that makes fun of us. So, I don't know. Well, Either, they, of, either they're of, that dumb or what. Speaking of oh, Walter, look, Walter, look at that. He pulled right up on, right up on the feet. Look at that. Let's, let's listen to Walter here. So what are we doing today? Student loans? Yep. Okay. Joe Biden is canceling $950 billion in student loans. That's the wrong number. What's, what is, what's the real number? 
350 billion. Okay, where did I get 950 billion? Oh, that's the amount that uh, big businesses didn't have to pay back in. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden is canceling 950 billion dollars in. So oh, I did it again. 350, 950. <laughs> Joe Biden cancels 900. I did. Damn. <laughs> It's funny because online he he was like, "Does anyone know?" Because I was wondering why he was asking the question on Twitter. He asked, "Does anyone know how much, uh, how many loans were forgiven?" Right. And then now that I see the video, I'm like, "Oh, cool. Okay, I put two and two together here, and it's clearly because of that." That's what he was. I mean, which is a valid point, right? We talked about it when we were when we were live streaming the announcement that day. We talked about how the fact of these Republicans. You know, the hypocrisy, again, within the Republican Party is so fucking rich that they say we will not forgive the loans of those people who are struggling, who are looking to advance their way of life by looking into uh, uh, higher education, getting a college degree so they can get a job. But on the other end, they're like, oh, yeah, PPP loan money. Take it. Forget it. No problem. (laughs) Benny Loco here. Um <laughs> really going after someone. I don't know if she's going after someone in the chat or who's on the video, but here is here is Ronnie Jackson. He's also trending. Let's uh, see why he's trending uh, what he said this morning. You know, it's really funny how he's always like, freaking out. Fox News and all these trader TV news networks, they're all only showing the redacted parts of the affidavit. Like yeah. that's the only Which part it's not showing the unredacted. Yeah, part. there's a there's a fair amount of this document that is unredacted. Well, they don't they want keep... their audience to see that part. Right, right. Well, it's the same thing. They're like, we'll show the we'll show the CCTV footage. We'll sh- we want to to release a search warrant un unredacted. You had it. You had the inventory list of items. You could have released them if you wanted. However, if you do, it shows that your narrative is false and that you did in fact steal. Very, very important documents, top secret classified skiff documents from the government and took them to Mar-a-Lago and kept them in very unsecure locations. So if they show anything other than a bunch of black bars, then they look like an idiot because right. it exposes for them as the liar. What 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 it what the hilarious part about these black bars and the shit that's redacted underneath it is even worse than the shit that's unredacted for Trump right. and them. And they're like, oh, look, it's redacted because they don't they don't want to show that they're corrupt. Like, no, they're also they're also (laughs) making the argument of like, there's no reason that you should even look at this redacted document because, look, it's all black bars. And if right. and if someone were to like, oh, yeah, let's read the document, they would find some revealing stuff. Right. That like, whoa, wasn't he had how already. many classified documents? Right, exactly. Well, let's listen to Ronnie Jackson's justification here. Let's, let's listen. Does no one trust the FBI or the DOJ anymore? I don't trust them any further than I can throw that entire building. Yeah, when you're being investigated by the Department of Justice for overturning an election, I would say you probably don't trust them anymore. Yeah, that would be my it's guess. Like, why did you need protection from the Oath Keepers? What, right, right, what, right. What, what in were you? What, 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 yeah. Yeah, what secure data did you have on you yeah. that day? Mm-hmm. Where everyone wants to know. I wonder if that's redacted. Let's listen. And so this is just their attempt to try to stave off the special master. Who knows what they got out of there? I don't trust these people at all. They came in. They spent nine hours in there. They walked in with backpacks. They kicked out uh, the, the president's lawyers, the Secret Service agents. Who knows? In my opinion, I'm just going to say if they told me that they found something, I wouldn't know that they actually found it there or if they just said they found it there. I don't trust this organization anymore. The American people don't trust this. Uh, so now they're now they're back to the planted evidence, Gabe. Yeah, now they're it back doesn't to make this, any sense planted. because here's I the want thing. my planted documents back. It doesn't <laughs> make any what? sense, Tony, what? because here's the thing. What the fuck? Christina Bob said I wasn't allowed to watch it. 
However, the Trump family watched it happen live on, on tape. their right. Well, and, so, and that is the reason why that's the reason why the the FBI wanted the closed circuit television turned off is so that they couldn't watch them because they didn't want Trump to know what they were taking and what they weren't. Right. And the reason why is to, you know, get him a little, you know, is undies in a bundle a little right, bit. Right. I mean, you know, that have, was the whole have, reason. Who knows? Maybe he'll, I mean, he's been on true social fucking whining, whining, Tony, oh my God. about the unfair treatment that he just, he received because he took classified top secret documents from the government. And everyone's like, why did you need them? And people are like, yeah, well, he shouldn't have had them. But the treatment by the DOJ was totally unjustified. Well, I'm pretty sure that if anyone else like Obama or someone else, if someone took their work home with them, and it was highly classified, top secret government documents, right? And they said, I'm just going to take this home. Oh, fucking, yeah, right. No one would ever let you out of the fucking building or room. And if they did find out that you took it, dude, fucking under the jail, done. There is no reason why you would even have the light of day shown or the ability to even defend yourself and say, well, I was just taking my homework or I was taking my work home with me because I'm I'm that dedicated to the American people. Yeah, my ass. Fuck yeah, right. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Here's one of the freakouts. This is from yesterday. This dude this is, is lost. This is the his ultimatum. This is the ultimatum this, one. This guy has lost his fucking mind. I mean, I said, I said in the first the A block, I said, it seems like he's lost his marbles, but really the marbles packed their shit and they fucking left. They're like, all right, Fred, get your shit. We are out of this. This guy has lost his goddamn. He's gone. He's gone. He's off the rails. Here's what he says. This is what the former president, this is the former president who lost by 8 million votes. He posts on front social, which is about done anyways. He says, so now it comes out conclusively that the, now this is on cap capital letters and I'm not going to yell here, but FBI buried the Hunter Biden laptop story before the election, which is not true. That's not true that it's now coming out that they buried the Hunter Biden laptop story. They're yeah. still investigating the laptop, apparently. Knowing that if they didn't, quote, Trump would have easily won 2020 presidential election. This is really stupid. So what he's saying here is that if everyone would have known that the Hunter Biden laptop story existed, which we all knew it existed because they couldn't stop fucking talking about it. They right. couldn't stop And everyone had it. a fucking copy on a thumb drive. Right, right. Get like the Matt fuck Gates, out of here. I want to enter this. First off, why do you have the contents of his laptop? And right. second off, how are you going to prove that the documents or evidence or photos or whatever is on there? I'm not saying that they're not Hunter Biden, but I'm what I am bringing up is like, Beyond the fact of you having this thumb drive with the contents, how do I know that other things weren't put in there, like these emails well, or here's whatever the main they thing. might be? Here's the main thing, though. He calls it the Hunter Biden laptop story. It's a sto it's a great story, Grandpa. It's a great story, but it's not evidence. He goes on to say, this is a massive fraud and election interference. So it's now election interference. So he's mm -hmm. admitting that in, in 2016, when James Comey, came out and gave press conferences and sent letters that that was all election and interference that favored him is what he's admitting in this statement here, which is not true. But again, he's, he's, he's projecting mm -hmm. at a level never seen before in our country, a level never seen before. You mean the FBI has never released statements during an election year that affected an election? Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Here's what he says. Remedy. 
This is the remedy. This is this is the elixir that he wants for our country. Declare the rightful winner, which I don't know who the who he's who the fuck he's talking to. Who I is mean, the, rightful, who, the rightful? The rightful like it's the same language that Jenny Thomas said. Right? Oh, we anointed him the rightful. It's like, dude, this isn't this isn't. Yeah, fucking- but who is gonna declare? Like, is this the same thing when he's waving his hands over documents? I don't know what the fuck he's talking about here. Yeah, like, there's know. no. There is absolutely the, the uh, fortunately or unfortunately in our democracy, there is no fucking thing that triggers another election. That, that doesn't happen. Yeah. We have set elections at certain times in our country. It's not like the parliament in UK where they can actually, they can trigger an actual election. Like they can just trigger it, but that that's not how it works in this country to trigger an election. There has to be certain things that happen, but just because captain big Mac here gets his undies in a bundle. Doesn't mean we have to re-trigger or declare a winner. He goes on to say, or, and okay, this would be, the minimal solution declare the 2020 election irreparably compromised and have a new election immediately. Yeah. Number one, why does he capitalize election in this instance? I don't know. I, Tony, it's just like one of those know. things. And why where... didn't he do all caps on immediately? I feel like, I feel like honestly, if we were going to fake this statement, mm-hmm. I would have capitalized immediately there. 100% you would think that there would be an emphasis on immediately right he loves to capitalize election he right. i don't know a time when i've read these statements or his or his trump announcements that mm-hmm. they don't have election uh capitalized i don't know it's like, like capitalized or, or in all caps because he's got both in this right one. right, right. He's, but he's typically election will be capitalized e so i don't know Okay. I don't know. That's just how he does it. That's just what he says. And he doesn't change the way. It, you know. I mean, I understand down here at the 2020 election, because that's like a that's right. like a name. Mm-hmm. But when he's just talking about an election in general, well, like I said, he's he's like giving that. he's giving yeah. the FBI and the DOJ an ultimatum like he has any say in this matter. Like he's like, <laughs> look, guys, before this shit gets out of hand, because that's what he's doing right now. Uh, he oh, is God. he is giving an ultimatum to say either fix the fucking problem or you're going to see a problem. Right. He is he is inciting people to say either make me the president or redo the election. If anything happens from there, fuck it. Uh, well, I, I mean, this is his it. but this is his fear that if he's not the president, he's going to get indicted. He's going to go to prison. Right. Uh, the other thing, too, that I think is important that we have to keep an eye on, um, because it's kind of a laughable thing where he's been bragging to people that he has classified information about uh, the president Macron's sex life or some shit. Um, Again, this is the reason why this guy was a danger from the very beginning, not when he left office in 2020, when the motherfucker came down the escalator and Mm -hmm. he paid all those people to stand around with signs that said they love Trump. And he started to denigrate fucking Brown people in this country. That that is the moment when this country should have went, eh, that's not a something right. that we're going to do. That's dangerous as fuck. And mm-hmm. we're seeing the ramifications of that right now when the guy is freaking out on fraud social, telling telling people, if you don't make me king, I'll make myself king and someone else will make me queen. King. Right. I don't understand. I'm, or it. someone else will make him queen. I don't know. It's either well, either. it could happen. It could happen. Everybody, thanks for joining us for two hours here on Tuesday. Come back tomorrow, same time, same place, noon Eastern, 11 Central, 9 Pacific on YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can catch us every single day here 
on YouTube. Also, we simulcast from the Midas Touch Facebook page every single weekday. Follow us on Twitter at Tony Michaels Pod. You're not going to miss a thing over on the Tweety Tweets and the Trendy Trends. Also, if you miss the de- episodes, you can listen to them in your car, in your AirPods, wherever you are. Yeah. Walking Apple, the dog, Spotify, taking a Google. hike, whatever That's you right. want to do. While you're over there, subscribe to our podcast on your favorite directory. Also, leave us a great review that helps us out. If you want to support pro-democracy speech, which you should be doing, you can do that for this show at support dot tony michaels pod.com you can use the qr code go to the tony michaels.com also see all the great merch there mm-hmm. the fucking merch and the gabe sanchez merch and we also have the doubt me shirts up there on the merch store so don't forget to go get your doubt me merch at store dot the tony michaels.com gabe until tomorrow same time same place surfs up motherfuckers You've been listening to the Tony Michaels Podcast. Podcast. In your face commentary of current events and political news. No rules, no boundaries. I think we've made that perfectly clear. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll be back soon. In the meantime, follow Tony on social media at the Tony Michaels. And until next time, raise a fist and repeat after me. Fuck them. Murphy's Mealborn, head-ass speaking.